0: weird. Welcome back to Duke Patrol Radio W. DPR 96.3 Your favorite trans-dimensional radio station that's still not approved by the FCC. Today's episode is out of this world and yes we're using space puns here on Do Patrol Radio
1: Just numb me. I'll stay awake the whole time. Like, I really don't. I don't want to go through with that. (laughs) Welcome back, guys, to Doom Patrol Radio, your favorite interdimensional radio station this side of the painting. My
0: name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. Again,
1: we're doing the social media job. Sorry, bad habit. Uh, Today, we're talking about the sixth episode of season two of Doom Patrol, which is called Space Patrol. And today's episode is described as, as Niles and Cliff set out to find a missing Dorothy, Larry is tasked with handling Niles' old research team when the ageless aeronauts return from space. So we got like a cool cool little sci-fi old time space adventure going on here, Nate.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to uh, talk about the, the wordsmithing of that uh, intro. Ageless aeronauts. Yeah, it is a cool, cool. I little mean, I'm, I'm a fan. Of, yeah, I'm a fan of that. So, uh. well,
1: even the description itself just sounds like old television. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it does sound like an old TV guide description of what the episode is. That's, huh? Maybe because the episode could also exist in that time and people would be like, Yep, get it. I got it. <laughs> There's a lot to it that feels that way. Nate, how did you what did you think about today's episode of, of Space Patrol? It was extremely fun. Um you, you know you op- choose
1: the weirdest things to say.
0: Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I had a good time watching it. Um and I you know teared up uh at moments because it was very heartfelt and sweet and it and it mattered and it was Uh, real. Um, But, you know, we love our sci-fi stuff. And you throw in, like, vintage, you know, space people, early uh, early space travel, early space race things, you throw that into the mix, that's just golden right there, man. Everything. So it was fun. I see the spider. It's, oh, man, please... I got it. Big spider? No. No, it wasn't a big spider. Not a big spider. Um Not not a big spider, uh but there's definitely multiple. Cuz like the way the way where that one just came from mm-hmm. could not have been the one that like just, you know, dropped. Unless um, you know these, these little bastards are quick. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm no hey I'm no uh, spider scientist. You need uh, Peter Parker. He's the next department over. Uh, you know, seeing one spider is is fine. I'd be like, oh,
1: e spider. But if I see two at the same time in the same area, yeah, uh, that's a red flag. That's like, okay, hold on. Y'all are okay with each other nearby. That yeah. means. And then yeah. my mind is
0: going to more. It's like then there's yeah. three, and then if there's three, there's four. Then if there's four, there's multiple, and that means like you guys just hatched and you're still around.
1: Like, like there's a hive somewhere, and I gotta go. Spider hive. Um, yeah. Is Pete does? Does he is, call us, is the spider cave? We call it the hive. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making an obvious. We're gonna have to cut all this out. No, I don't.
0: Maybe I don't know. I'll feel, I'll feel it out. No, is Peter Parker like? Um, does he know a lot about spiders? Did he take that upon himself to like be a, uh, whatever the word is that you are when you study spiders or, or the, uh, what's the bug person? Entomologist. Is that what it is?
1: I don't know. We got called out last time. That's <laughs> true. But also entomology. But spiders...
0: en- entomology. I'm not going ga- to, I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. Is Peter Parker a spider scientist, uh, spider scientist? <laughs> That's my question. Someone answer me. Arachne scientists That sounds that <laughs> sounds worse. I mean, like I know it's supposed to like sound at least somewhat. It's, it's not an it's not an arachne uh arachneologist
1: Arachnid. Arachnid. arachnidologist. Arachneologist. Now you the just study like, of arachnids. Now you're just but, like uh, saying <laughs> like <laughs> it sounds like Jurassic put, Park dialogue. I'm just putting prefixes and suffixes together yeah. and hope, hope hoping the, the the Latin works out. Um but an Aragna scientist yeah, is arac- one who I,
0: arachnology.
1: Arachnology is real then I was right. right.
0: Arachnology is real.
1: Don't we're look, talking... don't
0: look up this because if you keep on scrolling down man there's some terrifying pictures. I don't want Why are to. they choosing those pictures as, oh my gosh. It's like the worst pictures of spiders that you could imagine is like, this is what they study. No shit, they're monsters. <laughs> Got fucking Kumonga out there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh, funny. Arachnological Societies. No, I'm good. Now that's a movie title.
1: <laughs> These are just the people who let spiders in their mouths and stuff.
0: Oh god. <laughs> um anyway.
1: Um you were you were saying that it's it's always fun to talk about uh space stuff, but I was gonna say before the spider bit that you know if there's a word everyone seems to like, it's the word cosmonaut. Oh yeah. I feel like whenever people talk about Russia in in the in the space race, like mm-hmm. cosmonauts and stuff like that. They really like that Sputnik, all that. I'm pretty all sure there's still
0: like reference. You know the the Russian cosmonauts that go up in the International Space Station, like to this day. Don't they consider themselves to be cosmonauts?
1: Yeah, but like people have like a nostalgic fondness to to it's, all that now. Yeah,
0: it yeah, and because of. uh I, yeah, I guess because of, like, but you know, between the sides in the space race and in the 60s and mm-hmm. everybody and all that stuff. Um, but it's, it's almost not like... like... I mean, like, you know, it's not like astronaut is, is, like, the universal word for that. That's just, you know, the word that we use here in America or in English, at least.
1: Yeah. and But I think people have, like, a like an affection towards that Russian aerospace, like space race part of it because of like, they, that was something that you were supposed to view as like a rival or a competition. But now we look back at it with like admiration or like not even admiration, just like, uh, like that golden age, like fondness of it just because it, it was something that we didn't really pay attention to at the time. And now it's just like its own niche thing, like to, to be into that. Like, I forget what it's called, but it's like the, um, the Russian federal Bureau of Aeronautics. What's that? Something from a video game. <laughs> but anyways, um, we've, uh, we've talked over this way too much. So, um, um, there was something I, that I noticed a lot in in today's episode Space Patrol and like yes there there are some fun things about it but like uh again it ends with a very upsetting thing and you know Nate and I, Nate you and I have talked a lot about Niles Calder being somewhat of a not a good person
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm and an this- asshole if you will
1: yeah, we we said that quite a bit. <laughs> we really did say that a lot. Uh, I I this is the episode that like re- really reaffirms that yeah, Miles is like, in in many Doom Patrol stories, he's sometimes the villain of the Doom Patrol, like really just yeah, the person behind it all,
0: even in inherently, uh, just behind the team themselves and. Each individual person, um, yeah. But at least in this episode, like you get another character seeing that, you know, uh, and at least you know we get to see that another character is seeing it uh, presented to them as new information.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those, it's one of those things where like this episode has been very validating, and like. And what's really nice about, you know, what Neil's what Neil wrote for for this episode was that everything in this episode puts everyone on the same page. You know, whether people read the books, whether they don't read the books, whether they're catching on to these these questions that are being asked by the writers, and whether people are just here having a good time, and then you know, if if you don't know now, you know kind of situation in, in today's episode. This episode really does put everyone on the same page where it's like, you know, you have people who are like, Niles Calder is the real villain of Doom Patrol. And then, you know, you know, some people may not know that right away and may not be obvious. This is the episode that says, yeah, Niles Calder, not only did he create the Doom Patrol and we're all mad at him, but he's also just acting very selfishly. And it's putting others others lives others lives at risk, and I really like that because it's not just him. It's not just um, it's not just Niles Calder who you know we're being informed is still a bad person or making bad decisions, which makes you a bad person. Um, but you have stories like Negative Man who has this discontent with his negative spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's defined because a certain character comes in and says like, this is how it should be. And then he says, well, that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. And that like reaffirms. that It's like for those who, who know and those who don't know, we all are now on the same page where it's like, yeah, he's got to figure this thing out with his negative spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing being, um, Rita Farr, like her issues stem from her, you know, her mother and like the child acting like that is what's brought in today's episode is is that's what you walk away with is the exact thing that some people are picking up on and some people might not have picked on picked up on. And like it's one of those things. that It's all very reaffirming. It's all very like, yes, this is this is exactly how you should feel about where these arcs are at this point. Like, it's a great, like today's episode is a great, like, um, checkpoint. I was going
0: to say, I didn't want to, uh, use the word incorrectly or have a negative connotation to it. Um, but it's like, (laughs) a tasteful exposition.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Extremely well done. And like, you know, full storied.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because like, like, I think one of the easiest ones to overlook is what's going on with Cyborg and Ronnie, Mm -hmm. because for a lot of people, they see it as just, you know, Cyborg having a relationship and dealing with relationship problems. They can think of it that simply and then, you know, miss everything else. But what is being said in today's episode is that, yes, Cyborg is in a relationship, but that relationship is, he, he's making it worse because he's stemming to try and fix things all the time as a hero, and that leads to discovering both Star Labs and, what is it, Calder Industries? Or? Uh,
0: robotics. Calder, Calder Robotics.
1: Ro- Calder Robotics? Like, is again, they're not good people. Like they're just doing bad things behind the scenes. And for those who do read the comics, they know that this is going to, you know, this ties into like how, uh, what is it, Ron Evers? Like, you know, the the actual comic book um, source for, for Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And so like, it it is like, foreshadowing and stuff like that but it sometimes it gets overlooked and so what what i really like about this episode where it's like it really wants you to understand where this relationship is going and and why we have you know why why does cyborg even have a female love interest in this season it's because it's leading somewhere very mm-hmm. bad but still pulled from the origins of cyborg like that's what today's episode is about It's about like yes he's you know He's got a love interest, but that love interest is his his problem, like or
0: going to be his problem. There you go, flirting with disaster or, there or you something. Go. Yeah. Um yeah, it's uh it was very well uh paced everything. Even thinking about the cyborg stuff, the cyborg stuff as a whole in this episode seemed like um a little quick. Um but it, it it didn't like take away from anything. Everything was very well paced. I had it, it just felt uh, like a very easy, uh, watchable episode. Um, you know, nothing that would be like, oh, well, where's that from, or where's that coming from, other than just like what happened in the previous episode immediately. Um, yeah, because it wasn't like. Um, if you think back to like, I don't know, like the Nurmheim episodes and stuff like that, that's prime time for first for just a casual watcher to be like, wait, why is this happening? What is going on? Who are these people? What's going on? Even like a uh, cult patrol stuff like you could just if a casual watcher was looking down at their phone or not paying attention to something, there's probably things in that that you would be like, hang on, I need to figure out where this is coming from. Did I miss an episode previously, or what have you? This mm-hmm. one introduced new things and new concepts and ideas um, as they were happening, you know, as a, a, a as you were viewing it. So, like, there wasn't really any time for 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 uh, like questioning the story or or where this story was actually going or leading to.
1: Yeah, I, I think you brought up a great point where it's like, I, I think. Today's episode is meant to be like, all right, we've done a lot of weird things in just six episodes. Like a lot of ground has been covered. Mm-hmm. Um, today's episode, and especially after Finger Patrol, after especially what happened at the end with Dorothy and and Baby Doll, today's episode really needs to be like, okay, everyone, come back to square one of of their own stories, and
0: let's try to make sure that you know trying to trying to stay away from saying a breath of fresh air because mark uh no air in space
1: no air in space they say um yeah you really don't want to put anything anything new on top of the situation uh until the very end and that's that's where they get you where they go okay now we're all on the same page yep
0: and they, guess what uh, and, <laughs> th- and throw you for another roller coaster
1: yeah now we're going to start, you know. Now we're going to, you know, leave you on a cliffhanger of, of all this other stuff that's about to happen.
0: Excuse me. What did you just say? A cliffhanger? Mm-hmm.
1: A cliff. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's just, it really does end on a cliffhanger. Uh, but, you know, just, uh, you know, what I was talking about was like how these things come back to everyone's coming back to kind of like. Um, now that we're all on the same page, we're going to move forward a bit here. Um, something that I noticed about today's episode was that each character goes back to like their own kind of, uh, their own arc. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: So, and like, Crazy Jane, that's the first one I'm going to get yeah. on.
0: They revisit themselves.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like, everything about Crazy Jane happens in the underground. Like, that's Crazy Jane doing Crazy Jane things on her own. We're not having... Like, today's episode is not, you know, Larry Rita adventure. You know, I think yeah. next episode is going to be a Larry Jane episode, which is we, we rarely see that kind of stuff. Um, so, And most of the time we're seeing, like... um cliff and jane adventures like last week we got steel and stone adventures like this episode was not that this was everyone doing their own thing and what's cool about that is that it's almost like everyone's takeaway like each person's arc was that people don't change like if you look at crazy jane miranda comes back that's the big spoiler miranda comes back she becomes primary again People don't change. Rita Farr tries to go to acting, you know, in plays again, trying to be an actor again. People don't change, and she's still haunted by whatever fear she has for her mother. Like, mm-hmm. despite all these years, people don't change. And here you have, you know, Larry Trainer finding out that nothing has changed in all the years he's been here because he's not at peace with his negative spirit. Like, and then you get to the end, and then you realize Nal's caller hasn't changed one damn bit because <laughs> yeah. he sends Clisteel into outer space. Like, that seems to be the takeaway, and, it, and it's done so well. And then you can say the same with Silas Stone, which we just talked about mm-hmm. uh, Star Labs doesn't change. Okay, so starting off with the episode, the episode's gonna start with obviously what happened at the end of Finger Patrol, which is that Baby Doll and Flaming Katie were killed off. And Manny, uh, Dorothy's imaginary friend slash familiar slash Wendigo. Um, this, uh, I think a lot of people had questions of, you know, whether or not Baby Doll is actually dead, whether or not Flaming Katie or Sundaddy, if they incorrectly assumed that this personality was Sundaddy, um and Manny, wondering if those characters were actually killed off. And yes, it has been confirmed that those characters were in fact killed off in yesterday or last week's episode. And one of the things I really liked about Neil Reynolds writing this is that he really kind of confirms the questions that we would have ourselves because I, I think we also had the questions last week yeah but everyone I was, else the, I it.
0: I asked that same question that you just answered yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the other question was that like can they die like can those yeah like what happens to personalities you know you know Jane's supposed to have 64 personalities but now she's got like 62 or you know Miranda's dead so that's like 61 right like can these things really die or you know what's going on here and like that's that's how the episode starts and i really like that because that's the personalities having that conversation kind of like wait we can be killed like yeah or like we can die or like who knows like how are you supposed to have like a funeral procession for a personality like what did they just come back like it's it's crazy right
0: yeah. Um I think my favorite thing about that whole opening scene there um in The Underground was that candlemaker's uh footprints like are still there and I wonder if they're going to stay there as kind of like, you know, a memory if you will. Mhm. You know? That's 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 wild to me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, candlemaker is is not an imaginary friend, he's just a, a thing that has found its way inside Dorothy's mind
0: so well no I mean like it is an imaginary friend I don't think it's a thing eh, we'll see I don't know they could always write things differently but the way yeah, it, well, I mean yeah. yeah
1: the way it happened like in the comic books it's it's not yes. exactly
0: I was thinking more in, in in this this universe it is just like a uh yeah similar to a personality but i mean like they address the whole um you know age thing it's like you know as you
1: do you grow
0: older i grow older it's like the, it's like that's just like the dark like all the dark parts of your mind yeah exactly and Since you have the ability to conjure up things you you know don't want to dip into those those things that thing specifically
1: yeah that's one of those things that people are are wondering now because like uh, you know she's made a wish, or this—I I think this uh, might be the second wish wish she's done overall. But like, the more she wishes, the either the the stronger the creature gets, candle maker hmm. person gets. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's another thing I really liked about the. the the crazy Jane personalities is is that they also question like, what does it mean that baby doll is, is dead? Yeah. Or or that flaming Katie who was named the protector Mm -hmm. is gone. Like, what does that mean for K? Because if baby doll is supposed to represent, um, K Chalice's
0: like, Child or childhood, yeah. innocence, all that stuff, yeah, Laughing, happy, you know, just like child, childlike attitude,
1: yeah, and also one of the only like personalities to because Hammerhead hates men, and like that's you know, that's Hammerhead is like fuck dudes, like you know, it all stems from like the abuse of the father, like Baby Doll loved Niles Calder as a dad and yeah. and like baby doll was friendly to two men and 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 I guess wanted a father figure and and friends and stuff like that like what does that mean when that part of you dies and like what does that mean for the for the person who you're who you are like i don't know it's the, i don't really know if they answer that question but they i like that they You know, not that they're supposed to answer, but I like like that that question is asked because we have those questions. It's like, what does it mean for your childhood uh, personality to just vanish? Or, like, what does it mean for Flaming Katie to vanish? Because what does that mean? Like, you won't want to protect yourself anymore? Like, so what does that mean? Like, there's so many, like... uh, It's one of those things that... I have trouble understanding, but in a good way, in, in a way that it's like, um, makes me more sad for Kate Chalice because she obviously needs those personalities. It's like each one is created to protect her, you know, out of the trauma that she has. So I always, um, I grew the, the very attached of, to that.
0: Yeah. The question of vulnerability definitely, uh, is a question. So we we'll, we we will soon find out, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a on, ongoing uh, mystery, at least over here for us. Um do you want to I did I did I did, I have a note here that I wanted to point out. And it's involving uh Cliff uh getting back to the house um, and uh showing off the the severed finger that he had just gotten in the uh the titular finger patrol. Do you ever... You say, yeah. No. Yeah. That's a. So oh. yeah I was like waiting for you to like be like, oh yeah, that was cool. I also yeah. You. I don't know. That's what you were. Anyway. <laughs> um. Right there. Pause the video because we got this video on playback. Give me a shot of that freezer, buddy. Because this is like, uh, this is scary to me, Mark. The things that are in that freezer that's like i how did you you're you get your props department is like listening in on my apartment not even my radio recordings or whatever cuz what do you got here you got a you got a pot pie um pot pie it's a marie calendar pot pie i yeah because of the picture and like where the 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 font would be um you got the crystal sliders, the frozen crystal sliders, and you got two, let me repeat that, you got two boxes of combination pizza rolls. Now Mark, this is like a portrait of, of Nathan's frozen food variety. There's this is it's it weirded me out, man. I saw these things and I said, "Hang on, will I pause it because I was like, "Hang on, I got to see what they're what they got in the freezer." And me realizing it's like normal grocery things for me. Come on. That's weird.
1: I'm like, "Sorry, I'm like looking at the freezer now because you said that." So, <laughs> yeah. I see the Marie, the Callender's chicken pot
0: pie. That's also in your freezer right now. Uh, and, and not right now. Let's n- not say right now, but y- y- they are normally and then, these are normal, nor very common items that me as a person keeps and buys and keeps in my freezer. And
1: then let me get this straight: you have crystal burgers that you buy from the frozen section of the grocery store yeah. and you keep those in. Yeah, you- they're not bad. They're not bad. And then, uh, two two boxes of. Pizza
0: rolls, combination pizza rolls. Mark, what do you touch? The blue ones. So you know this brand? I, yeah, I know that, that 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 at least the box uh, on top that I can see the the side. It's the same of, box with 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 an illustration. It's it's the same it see I took it as the same box but it's it's turned around differently cuz the yeah. second one looks like it has like the oven or microwave instructions on it. Yeah. But the top one has a picture of pizza rolls and I the label is blue and I know that the combination pizza rolls is the blue one. Come on. These are like these are direct things. That are on my shopping cart.
1: This is Nathan's grocery list. You're looking at yeah. Get the what are you
0: guys doing?
1: The major food groups here.
0: You got pizza. You're weirding me out. Burgers, chicken pot pie, pot pie baby, and ice cube trays. <laughs> yeah, a couple ice cube trays. I mean, I have an ice maker, but those are a problem in its own self.
1: Like, see, like for me, that would have gone over my head. I'm over here. how do you
0: we, we like <laughs> this is that's like minute by minute training though dude
1: no because for me i'm like the minute the minute by minute thing for me is to be like oh when they said this do you think that they meant like how existentially like that would be a problem oh, in geez. their own life and then you're over <laughs> here like i got those marie calendar chicken pot pies yeah, i'm
0: over here like i need to hang out with the prop department yeah um set designers
1: yeah exactly um, one of the things I know it's short lived, but one of the things I do like about, um, you know, kind of like in in the epilogue of Rita and Larry's adventure from from last week, is I'm glad that they have those conversations because, again, they are like the only two friends in this group. Like I, I know people always say that Cliff and Jane have like this buddy relationship but it's sometimes it's Mm -hmm. really hard to to recognize that because yeah you as they say in this episode cliff is team jane sure but i i don't always know if jane is team cliff on things but you know that that rita and larry really are a team sometimes or they really have like this friendship so one of the things i really like is that you know they have to kind of reconcile about what just happened with them and where they're at now, but then I like that Rita has to go to that 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 play of our town exclamation mark and mm-hmm. uh and that Larry is happy for her, and that he's like, "No, like go do that like don't you know you're not being rude about like my own problems or anything like that like I like that they have those conversations. I am glad that they recognize that they need to write about those things because you can't just have Larry and Rita just, like, separate
0: all the time, so. I mean, comparatively, uh, friendship-wise, Cliff and Jane's friendship is fairly new um com, you know compared to Rita and and Larry's and uh you know they're they're genuine housemates um so it it's 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 still it's still keeping that very natural uh friendship and it's good they're hugging it's solid i want to hug both of them i need to be hugged by both of them <laughs> um i want to write scooters yeah, with them it, yeah that too that that too as well. It's it's cool because uh, the one part about that at the end there when um Larry does ask, it's like you're not coming back to the house. It's like a genuine question where it's like, you know, we got off the bus. Now we gotta we gotta we gotta hoof it. We're gonna walk. Let's walk home. Um and like the idea of just like after what they just experienced that they just got off a bus and it's like they uh you know go about their days. And they go about their own personal problems, like Rita's. It's like, well, no, I got a thing to do. I got to go buy clothes. Um, and Larry's like, all right, well, like I'm, I'm just going home. Um, you know, it's like that kind of just like, plain feeling. Yeah, uh, it felt good. Like my experience, you know, when you would, when I was a freshman in college, when I was in college, you would take the early classes, so like you were done by like noon. And you have that feeling of, like, well, I'm done for the day. Uh, I'm just done. Like, I don't have anything else that I have to do. And it seems uh, that. And that goes back to me saying I have fun watching yeah. this episode. It's a fun feeling for me. Exactly. Anyway, and and especially when Larry gets back to the house and the, the, the giant sonic boom, thunderclap, that was a cool noise. And his reaction was, awesome. you know, it
1: it is just like one of the like the things I love the most about this show is just like the costuming as well as like it's, like yeah you and and this this is really says something you know like because when you compare it to other DC shows like I won't I won't like compare like every superhero show, um but like I will like you know for all the dc superhero shows that apparently seem kind of very close to together like they're all, all almost borderline cousins like no one seems to be doing it like doom patrol does like when it comes to the writing and the characters and like the the cast like and then like the costuming like even going back to talking about negative man we've seen like uh iteration of Hush recently. Like just that that concept of a character that's wrapped up in bandages. And you look at a character like Hush how he looks now in TV and versus the way that they did Negative Man for the, for this show. It's like what went wrong? Like they like Larry Trainer is so <laughs> well done and they even like updated him from like the Doom the, the Titans episode of Doom Patrol. And you, and you had that negative, mm-hmm. man. And, like, when this show came out in season one, like, they did a good update for the character. And, like, Robot Man from the beginning was just, like, amazing. Like, like spot on. And, like, so the costuming has always been very good. And then, like, this whole season has been, like, I know there's people who are trying to make Dorothy cosplays. And they're doing, like, the prosthetic stuff. They're, like, trying to get, like, her face correct so that they can cosplay as the character and you know you have morally corrupt coming back again you you know sex patrol yeah the sex men that's like cosplay goals right there and then you get to today's episode oh steel and stone's gonna be one for sure i'm sure someone's Mm -hmm. gonna do steel and stone someday um i can't wait to go to conventions and people have robot man cosplays that's uh when the world becomes back to normal that's you know but the robot man would be a very cool (laughs) uh cosplay to see um but here you have the you know the introduction of of the pioneers of the unknown and are no pioneers of the uncharted the pioneers of the uncharted and uh these costumes are great these are absolutely amazing they remind me of like you know because i i love godzilla films a lot like you know you think about like the 60s like Godzilla versus yeah. Monster Zero when they go to Planet X and you know the Zillions and stuff like like that's what that looks like and and it you know we were talking about it just like looking like classic television yeah, like man wouldn't it be cool to mm-hmm. just cosplay like even this how dorky that looks and like that's exactly why it looks so cool it's because oh, yeah. of that
0: I want to wear those spacesuits man I want I love that like vintage sci-fi look. All the stuff that was, you know, being imagined in the 60s and 70s and whatnot, it just looks so cool. Especially, like, this style where it was, like, that retro, uh, you know, 60s space era. Everything was uh, simple. Uh, you had, you know, you had your rings, like, on their suits. They just got, like, the, uh, like, cuff cuff rings yeah. everywhere. Um, but, like... The helmets themselves, you know, like now, especially with like modern everything, everything got round. Why did why is round such like a thing? Smoothed out surfaces and round is became like that idea of like futuristic and whatnot. But like, no man, these helmets look cool. You know, they're not like a bulbous looking spacewalk helmet, and it it looks, you know, it's it's it. I don't know, it fits. Everything fits.
1: Yeah, I I, I love the like the locking mechanism on the helmet almost look like it's like clasped, and then you like you like put the lock on it and like it yeah. just like tightens when it's like locked up like I love yeah. the look of the helmets and the way it like wraps around like their neck and and then yeah. like you have like these very kind of cartoonish white space gloves that they have. Um, -hmm. it's things like that, that I really, really enjoy about the design. And then you got like that, this, the, um, I forget what it's called, but like the space patch, like the,
0: um, like your little insignia. Yeah.
1: I, I I feel like there was like an actual name for those type of things, but like, I really like, um, that little logo says like Icarus and it has like the swooping spaceship. Like, Mm um, I've always I've grown fond for that because I had to do one of those designs
0: once, but like I like that uh. I like it as well um, uh i we did i I got another question answered in this moment mm-hmm. um, back in uh time patrol, we had the question of uh or at least i did, and it you know took me on another tangent of ships more ship talk um the lost research vessel that Niles alluded to when Larry got to the house. He dropped Larry off and introduced him to Reed and said, like, hang on, I got got to go try to find, you know, regain contact with the lost research vessel. That was it. I'm over here looking at, like, you know, real instances, what happened in real life, when I just wait a few episodes and I get my answers. Yeah, that was a pain patrol, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah, you're totally right. We kind of blew that over because I was like, "Oh, could it just been anything at the time?" But you're right. That was. uh, I think they say it was like six years before Larry's accident, and so he's trying to contact the Mm -hmm. research vessel because he did the same exact thing again. And uh, yeah, that's a good catch on that because that's it. Incredible, yeah, because that's Larry Trainer's origin right there. Yeah, is that you know he's brought to Doom Manor and then he's like, all right, I gotta go find out about this research vessel. That's them, the pioneers of the uncharted. And to make it to bring it more full circle, is that here we're introduced to Valentina Vostik, who is a cosmonaut, who in the comics is is Negative Woman, right? Uh, that's the mm-hmm. name of the character. Um, And what's crazy about that is that in the comics, Negative Woman was made after Negative Man. So, like, the Doom Patrol, they die, right? The The Gene Bomb goes off, they die, right? And then you have Negative Woman, who's Valentina Vostick, goes to that island and then gets, like, the Negative Spirit... And hurts, so and then she becomes a negative woman, and then, and then, um, and then like they break the news, and it's like now's her actually forced her to get become the next negative person, like superhero, like just out of out of his selfishness, and that's like the opposite of what's happening here, because here in the show she's the first one. She's the original negative woman created by Niles caller sending them into the radiation.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, they had to chase the radiation first.
1: Yeah, but this time uh, he just sends, or the second time he sends Larry Trainor just into it without him knowing, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So
1: that's cool because it's like... Negative woman here in the show is the first one, whereas in the comic book, she's you should she's the second one. And it's like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like, it brings it back full circle in a way. And then, yeah, that tie in with um, with I didn't even catch. I'm glad you brought that up
0: that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that the research special yeah man this is (laughs) i I pay attention i pay attention and i'm I'm the one that asks these questions (laughs) okay what does that Um, mean (laughs) i I don't know i will say though i am loving uh her little active activating the the spirit glow aura when they do the shake hands Mm -hmm. and she gets all you know rebus if you will out yeah um, i like that it's green still like Green Lantern esque glow. I didn't want to sound like a simpleton and say Green Lantern because I can definitely relate it to other things that are green.
1: Yeah, but she this negative woman is she brings the Rebus vibes from Grant Morrison.
0: Little yeah, absolutely. Especially with like the uh you know the the, the mindset of the we. Yeah. Uh um coexisting in one physical form. It was a big uh it was a big big conversation that they had.
1: Yeah. It was almost like Rebus meeting Negative Man and like a very weird like we're gonna have both characters. And it's like I'm I'm yeah. so glad that they did that spin on it. It's almost like interesting 'cause I would I would kinda like to see this character more often or at least I wanna see how it how Negative Man's story progresses, but I like that. I really like seeing this negative woman who has a control or I keep saying negative woman just cause that's a comic book name, but like part of me feels like that's wrong. Like, I, I don't know uh, if, if you just start calling her Rebus or just Vostick or well, no, I mean,
0: Valentina Vostok,
1: but that was so... her and now they're but a wee together. Yeah. Well, don't want to go by uh... that name
0: anymore. Not sure.
1: Because that's, like, the same issue where in in Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol where it's, like, uh, I think there was one issue, I think issue 47, where they're, like, oh, Larry Traynor, your mother just passed away. And Rebus was just, like, oh, okay. And then, like, mm-hmm. when everyone leaves a room, like, Rebus just, like, hmm, wish I would have met her one more time. Uh, yes. It's just, like... It, it's it's weird because like you, I want to know like how this character wants to be referred to as, um, but what I really like about it is that we at least get kind of like that Rebus vibe, like like Negative Man at least seeing what he what he could be or what he what he is not right now, and we've said it yeah. so many times. Again, one of those things where it's like it it put it it explains it to people who, who know and don't know at the same time. Like, yes, there is a negative man where he's got it all figured out. And there's a negative man where, you know, where he is right now. And he, he he doesn't have it figured out.
0: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. I really like that. And, um, uh, they play the part so well, this Valentina Lostick character. Like, I really like kind of like the, um, I like that the, the negative spirit is, is different. You know, like, yeah, even just like like I know Rebus is green in the comic books as well. But like, I like that the two negative spirits are different colors in a weird way. Right. Like it gives them Mm -hmm. like a sense of identity, like the spirits themselves.
0: Yeah. Or like an aura or something like that around the body themselves. I don't know. Some weird thing that you could go into that.
1: Yeah. Is that something that they do um, with the Gerard Way run? Because isn't. Don't they explain? Is his the spirit's name? Is like Keeg or something?
0: Yeah, it's a well, yeah, it goes more into like the alien species, um, and like Keeg being a separate character that has done their own separate things. It's A trial, and he ends up being with Larry because that's just co- you know coexistent and and whatnot. Um, like dependability. Yeah, and then they 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 go more into it, um which we're we're starting to get little hints of, especially with Valentina here just like the idea of um just uh the 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 greater connection between Larry and the spirit. Um and it seems like it's going to get touched upon, you know, even more so in the show. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right now I'm just watching like the the negative spirit. Really cool effect. Like I I wonder if like maybe the color changes. Like I know we are um we're saying that the, you know, at least I'm saying like the spirits have different colors cuz they're different entities, but I'm wondering if like his aura would change green if he then got became at peace with it and then it would like envelop him similar to like Vostick would. And I, I don't even know if he wants that. Cause we might get to a point where, you know, what if the audiences don't want them to, they don't want Larry to become one with the negative spirit. Maybe some people just want Larry to be normal again. If, if that's what the doom patrol is always chasing is, is what do normal people have? So, um, but uh moving on from that the let's see the next kind of big s- chapter that we get into in today's episode is because the the pioneers of the uncharted show up which by the way I don't know if that's based on anything I know there was um what is the other one the the challengers of the unknown that was the other, but that was from, that. that is pulled from DC, Challengers of the Unknown. But I've never heard of Pioneers of the Uncharted. So I, I'm not sure if that was made up or anything like that. Um, but the next big chapter of, of today's episode being Space Patrol is that uh, Cliff and Niles go after Dorothy in actual space.
0: Uh, because she steals the... uh the pioneer spaceship yeah. that was just so conveniently parked out on the front lawn.
1: And uh what did you think about this moon because it is not a uh I don't think it's a scientifically accurate moon, but it's like a Ugh, come on. It's like but it's
0: like a it's like a TV moon, you know? It's cool, it's great. I liked it. Yeah, it's like going back to that that feel of like retro sci-fi-ness. Yeah. And everything um Yeah, like giant, you know, uh, crystal formation kind of things. Things that are really not on the the moon. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's really good. I loved the moon, um, and I thought the whole lead up to getting there was fantastic. Um, the, you know, you you can call it a a Niles Calder and, and Cliff Steele adventure, but also like, no, it's. It's so—I don't want to use the word lucky, but, like, it's just—that is that is exactly why he exists right now. This, this thing happened. This problem occurred. Dorothy made it into space. Oh, snap. That's a danger in Niles' eyes. How do I fix it? Well, I got to go into space and, like, do that. Niles probably—you know, obviously he knows his limits and things— so like i can get there but how do i you know get her or do anything other than operate the spaceship oh wait i have a robot man you know can do anything that's like it's like it's like a weird like you know batman contingency mindset yeah. where like i have i keep these people here because whatever problem occurs like they are specifically designed to do this which is fucked up, um. So like them like getting to space with uh, Niles, just like going down in the garage, having a second spaceship, and say. Like, yeah. By the way, I need like a just a saved audio clip of you had a, a spaceship in the fucking garage this whole time. Like that's I need that. Yeah. Saved. That's uh. Brendan Fraser ASMR.
1: One of the first things I thought about was like, Niles called her definitely built this robot body brain thing with the idea of, like, well, if it goes out in space, it has to, like, this brain
0: (laughs) has to be protected. He's got to, you know, do stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because who knows? Just in case I... I, If there's ever a need to send this robot into space, at least the brain will still be intact. And it's like,
0: yeah, this motherfucker. And the fact that you don't even question that he has a second spaceship... And it's like he says that. It's like yeah. It's, well, the first one after the, after the first one didn't work. I saw no need to use a second one. The follow up question is why do you have a second one, dude? <laughs> like yeah, it's like but like you don't even question it because that's it and that's that's perfect.
1: Yeah, I almost took it as like a parody of those movies that do say stuff like oh, that. contact of contact. You're, you're referring to. <laughs> I'm contact. I'm referring to contact. It's like, oh, yeah, I I had a second one just in case.
0: You know, you never know if you need. What we were talking about um, was just some gosh darn looking, gosh darn good looking. That's weird to say. Some good looking GD moonscapes. Uh, That's a new Spotify playlist that I'm starting. It's just a cool space moon thing. Like, it's a good set. Like, it's a great set.
1: If you saw this in a movie in the nineties, you'd be like, Oh wow, that looks so bad. Like it looks like all foam. Uh,
0: but here I'm like
1: I like it. Like it's cool. Like it's fake. I don't
0: know. Maybe if like the tone was different. I don't know if like I don't know. That seems like it's more tonally. Um because we are going about this um our introduction into sci-fi in doom patrol is like a retro style of it with exception to victor stone
1: emphasis but on but even five. then
0: yeah <clears> but <throat> even then he is uh still minimalistic and not like uh crazy wild uh cyborg you know what i mean i wonder um, anyway it's like it's it's based off of like the idea or, or, or the 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 tone of of retroness, and it just fits very well. And the set, like for the moon, like you said, it does have that older feeling, like te- old television uh, moon set,
1: like synth wavy stuff.
0: Yeah, just big foam uh, rock piles, pyres. What's the word? Pyre. I would love to see.
1: Uh I would I would love to see the uh the uh, like Fantastic Four. Something sixties
0: superhero. Oh man, to, dude, we've been petitioning that for years. Like
1: to commit to something like this where it's like, can we get more
0: Yeah fake go back to retro like your, moon stuff? Like go back to the retro ness that you were going with the wild and all that stuff. Especially when you, like, man, you're talking about Fantastic Four. I need a 1960s-style Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's just where they exist. You look at Justice Society and you say, hey, those people exist in the 20s. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can get problematic with that. But let's go for it. Those people exist in the 30s. Uh, It's just, you look at what... Uh, Darwin, that guy that exists in John F. Kennedy's sixties, like that that whole aesthetic. Yeah, I love it.
1: I think it's. I think that's something that they should really like lean into, and I'm. Yeah. Um, again, this goes back to like not liking that everything has to form to grounded realism. And not that I I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I do do love that because I I think that brings in some great conversations. And they do that with this show, you know, Grounded Realism. But when it comes time to playing with those aesthetics, like they really lean into like the source of it. And Mm -hmm. so when today's episode is about like, you know, talking about the negative spirit or like, you know, we're going to bring in like, space and and you know and all that the lost research vessel they're going to tap into the source of that and then they're going to start talking about like the retroness of it and like they lean into it they don't just go like "Well, oh, these people were like cosmonauts of the 60s so let's just try to be super accurate about cosmonauts in the 60s it's yeah. like they're like just put the aesthetic spin on it like just lean mm-hmm. into it and so with with other superhero stuff it's like you should feel okay with tapping into those things and the same thing. It doesn't always have to be Doom Patrol that does those things just because it's a weird and wacky show. Like, you too can get in on, on the weird and wackiness. And It's one of the great things about uh, Stargirl. Their JSA has been been tapping into, like, yeah, this is the old JSA. Like, you know, it's not the Green Arrow from 2016. It's Green Arrow from you know, the golden age and, uh, you know, Swamp Thing is, is not just a a superhero show. It's like, it's also like your, it's got your horror effects stuff. So if you're into horror, like you're going to be into Swamp Thing. So it's, it's stuff like that, that I really like that they, that they tap into those things. Um, and I'm, I'm glad Doom Patrol is doing it because nobody else would be doing it. And maybe they get the pass because there's they are considered the weird and wacky show cousin of all the DC shows, but I don't know, man. Like I, I,
0: Those elements don't just need to falter when you're putting your whatever modern spin on your comic book characters that you need. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though, and this is me being biased in uh, Dawn of Justice. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, Right off the bat, Uh, Batman's costume is like reminiscent of tights, yeah, and you know not like Christian Bale armor or whatever. So like it's things where it's it's like that. It's like yeah, actually, put him in tights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, the tights are going to be Kevlar. Yeah, okay, you can probably you know make Kevlar tight around someone, right? It doesn't have to be giant uh, hockey pads, if you will. I didn't want to do the voice. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's
1: like uh Batman v Superman or you know those the those those DCU movies are more fantastical than than people might think. Um and it's only because like people like Christopher Nolan has like uh what would you say like they have uh they're allergic to the comic book parts of it where it's like they you know what I mean? Like, uh, he doesn't trust camp. Yeah, he's like allergic to the campiness, and so Nolan doesn't want you know Batman to wear tights. He's got it's got to be a Kevlar armor or something. He spray paints it black, and then it's got to
0: have separating this, this, uh, plates. Yeah, it's got to be able to turn his head. And it's like, it's like, no, dude, you put him in a cowl. It's That's like exactly he's dressing up what as a, that character ca- <laughs> bat. It's like it's a cowl. It's in the name. Yeah. You made it. You see it physically right there. Yeah, there's this... okay. But in universe, like, can he really check his blind spots pulling out of the driveway? It's like, fu- fuck off, dude. Yeah. yeah, he can because he's Batman. I never thought about that shit <laughs> until you fucking brought it up. Yeah, it's. Just... I never thought that Batman couldn't turn his head very quickly on a swivel. If I, if I thought about Batman Begins, hard. Yeah, there's probably some scenes where like he goes to look up and it's like his whole upper body has to move. But fuck off, he's in a costume. Yeah, you definitely. See Michael Keaton open up the closet. gets the rubber suits. That's what we're looking for.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're looking for the coat hangers of the, yeah. of the
0: Batman suits.
1: Um, speaking of looking at, as we get back into the, the episode at hand here, uh, one uh-huh. of these rocks I'm pretty sure is a penis. That's totally a penis. That is totally a penis. Notice that when I was watching it, because all the other Uh rocks are jagged. And I looked at that one and I said someone did that on purpose. Hell yeah. That's a fuck that's a stiff penis right there. Hell yeah. (laughs) Throw in more. No, because then it just just dilutes it. But look, none of the other rocks look like that. That No, it's penis rock, man. And you know what's the craziest thing? It's like if it's like any other like DC comic property like someone would be like oh that penis represents like fertility in the sense of and it's like yeah. nah and Doom patrol oh, they <laughs> someone just made wanted to make a dick the set
0: designers are like hey shit let's put a penis yeah. on the moon you get like a very um, uh, fortress of solitude uh, vibes from those crystal type rock crystalline rock uh, that are jutting out of the, the, the ground there do you not
1: all you need is Superman just walking out and be like, "Uh oh, this I, isn't where
0: I parked my car.
1: Can I help you guys <laughs> um there's a there's a moment here, and hold on, it skipped on me real quick. Got by me, snuck right by me. Um, but Dorothy kind of explains the situation to Cliff, and
0: I really like this moment, and uh, I started crying, man, like a I was bawling. It's so good. It's so parenting.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you, you want to see this happen.
0: Yeah, and for uh, Cliff, it's like you want to see him. Yeah, for both of them. Like, do it, man. You're like you. I, I. You might have been a horrible dad in practice, but like I know that you can be a good dad. And you can do it, and you can at least try to to just use those skills. And he does the whole, like, uh, how you're supposed to talk to a child. I don't know. I can't, I don't, that doesn't, uh, those those brain synapses don't fire in, in my noggin. When you go down, it's like, you know, the whole, like, what you doing? Uh, can I sit down? And not, like, I don't know, like, my next question would be, like, Why? I'm bad yeah. with children, like sometimes, yeah,' cause... and that's why I feel good watching this because I'm seeing somebody like I'm seeing what you're supposed to do, and the feelings that you're supposed to feel are good ones. it's like, oh yeah, that's i'm you're you're in the right for showing me this, and I'm in the right for uh learning it exactly it's
1: and you know just I think Cliff understands to to actually listen and comprehend. And this goes back to the cliff steel that, that I have grown attached to. Cause then, you know, we, we get very, we get very addicted to the cliff steel. That is Brendan Fraser. And you know, what the fuck and how many fucks is he going to say in this episode? Like Mm -hmm. we all love that. My fear is, is that, you know, that one day we might forget what Cliff Steele's problems are because we're just so entertained by the character all the time. And, you know, we have such a Hollywood, uh, uh, appreciation for Brendan Fraser, but like the character, when he, when the character gets real, the character gets real. And there's a lot of stuff to really like about the character. And this is again, one of those Cliff Steele moments that, in the books you're like yeah this is this is cliff steel the man trapped inside the robot you know Mm -hmm. like you go back to that that thing of like you know trapped human brain you know a father who never really did anything right like and then he's here on the moon listening to someone else's daughter and like trying to sympathize and empathize and 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 uh, comprehend what she's going through and, instead of just rattling off and stuff like that. Like he really has a a, a moment of clarity here. Like yeah. Then like moment of clarity where he's yeah. sitting on the moon with her and like it's just a nice moment. It's it's one of those things where it's like it sucks that
0: this had to happen like this, but I'm just glad that it happened. Um, And it's also like this is coming from a character who has been so against Dorothy, not even against, but like, uh, just not caring, you know, referring to her as, you know, Niles's fucked up daughter in angry conversation that he's, you know, screaming shit at Niles. And, um, you know, even before when he's like, you know, I can't, I can't worry about all that shit. I got Jane, you know, and saying like the same, you know, Team Jane and stuff like that. Um, But then again, like, re- seeing it from, like, a father point of view and him just l- trying to get on that level of where Dorothy is and understand the things that she's going through. Because he is, y- you know, he saw Niles in his anger uh, in the trip up to the moon and everything. So, like, he's getting a peek at, at what Niles thinks about Dorothy and how he sees her and her powers and all this wrong stuff. And like now it's like all that's just culminating and it's like hey, this is oh, you know, this is a little girl. You're an asshole for thinking these things. That's your daughter, dude. And like it goes back to the thing where it's like, you know, I know I was a fucked up dad, but shit, you are really screwing the pooch on this one, dude. Um and yeah, it's it's a very good moment. Um the the feeling that I got with Cliff on the moon talking with Dorothy sitting on the rock, and then you know them holding hands, uh, walking off into the I was gonna say sunset, but it's I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> are there sunsets like, on the moon? I don't think so. Don't know. The I think what really drives it home is that is that fact that Cliff Steele is. He views Dor, or he ha- he had viewed Thor- Dorothy as, um, you know, if if we are all the fuck ups of Niles Calder, it's because of you and his. We are his fuck ups to to to, so he can live longer to be with you. So like, you, it, by transitive property, you fucked us up. <laughs> like yeah. So he is like, coming into this episode, he's like, yo, fuck this girl. I don't give a mm-hmm. goddamn.
0: Resentment. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. Like all this resentment towards his character. Um, but then when he gets to the moon with her and it's just, just her and him on the moon, you know, forget that now Calder is there too. He's just like, listen, your dad's a piece of shit. We're both eye on this. Like I know, but even I know what it's like to be a piece of shit father. Yeah. And I wouldn't want that for you as a, you know, as a daughter. Like yeah. there's just so much that like, they don't realize that they have in common that they want for each other, and it's it's just a magical moment and on this like cool retro moon thing, and
0: I gotta tell you this, the concept of just like the space dust yeah, yeah, man, like the stuff that's just going across the screen and just like in you know, what is it gonna settle no, there's stuff floating around. It's anyway. floating around anyway, yeah, um. The concept of characters that have to, and it happened like a couple times uh, in this and like referenced twice. um, When the character has to take a step back and like, uh, you know, be an observer and look at everything and whatnot. And the concept of characters having to go to space or to sit on the moon and think. I get turned on sexually sexually. (laughs) <laughs> thinking about that i love that shit man just like silver surfer type yeah that idea of like wanting to isolate and like just to you know be away from it and see the the you know the majesty of the majesticness i guess of uh of of the planet um that's uh inspiring <laughs> and it's uh it's it's just a, one of my favorite ideas, you know, even look at what what's his name the blue guy uh uh dr New York I thought Pro- you, professor <laughs> New york I thought over you were- jo-
1: i assumed you were joking at first and then and then I was like, wait, did he really forget the character's name and then I like dr New york better i i yeah <laughs> doctor Staten Island was taken already, so I couldn't do that one uh. They had uh, <laughs> Joker Bronx over there <laughs> that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Doctor New York. Uh, yeah, I, I thought of Doctor New York earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, that's
0: that's what this kind of reminds me of. I I would love to see a, 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 a even like I was gonna say like even like Watchers and stuff, you know, on the moon and uh. Well, no, that's getting a little bit deeper. I was gonna say like the the monitors and stuff, but no, those are. That's too much, like a watcher on the moon. Again, just relating to comic book things. That's cool as hell.
1: I, uh, I, I would love to see someone redraw the Doctor Manhattan cell, where he's sitting on on Mars, and have it
0: redrawn, but it's Robot Man on the Moon, like this, like I mean, I, I will, I will very much. There's a lot of uh, I have a ongoing list uh in my phone for a a commissioned artwork specifically based off of ideas that i have about doom patrol characters yeah and that's right up there man yeah just give me a portrait of robot man and dorothy sitting on the moon sitting on this retro style moon set talking
1: yeah like there's i really enjoy this moment because it's it's pretty visually but it's also pretty like how it's written like what's being described or what's being uh addressed here in the moment so mm-hmm. um but that's when we that's when we get to the end of today's episode where niles calder uh ejects cliff out of the spaceship
0: now now why do you think he did this because I, I don't know but i saw it coming dude from a fucking mile did you st- really I, uh and i I had, sorry, I'm screaming. I had to question myself in my mindset when I saw this coming because after, you know, it being confirmed, um, there's a thing, and maybe it's because of my love for detail when it comes to this, or maybe just, like, placement of where someone should be particularly marks on your stage, wherever your mark is. What I was looking at was a spaceship set, you know, someone that is on a spaceship. I'm in storyteller mode right now. Someone on a spaceship uh, going down, two people now having a one-on-one conversation. The moment that any amount of space is seen between these two characters, and if it looks like that they're in two separate rooms or if one of them walks into a different room that room is getting sealed off and if you put it in space that's like screams airlock to me it's like I'm more taken aback how you did not see that and how your mind doesn't go to this maybe it is because of all the Star Trek shit that I've watched and Star Wars and what not well, uh, like, to me that's, I saw that airlock trick coming so far away and I didn't want to accept it. My God, did I not want to accept that. Yeah,
1: because to me, I was like, well, he's still got... It. I thought he was building him the 2.0 body and...
0: Uh... No, he just hung that shit over his head to help him save his daughter. No, hell no. This is still the an asshole asshole well, what
1: of, does that get niles
0: calder so what do you what is that uh, what do you it, it gets him whatever he wants i don't know what the end game what, is. To but niles what calder. threat Nobody was does. robot
1: man to cliff seal or uh, i'm sorry what, r- what threat was was
0: cliff to to niles calder like what maybe asking for more Maybe seeing that, oh, snap, you are a failed idea. Or maybe somewhere down the line, Niles was drawing ideas for this Robot Man 2.0 and was like, yo, fuck Cliff Steele. Let me get somebody else with a better mind that's not an angry-ass person. Um, may- <sighs> again, so like Again, this is a Niles that doesn't have the luxury of immortality now. So all this shit... Anything that's not going to further that, best in, that interest of Niles Calder is out the fucking window. And you'll see him start to drop, I bet you. Cliff Steele being that uh, in the span of the latest attempts at immortality, chronologically, Cliff Steele is the latest issue, the latest model. Part of me is like, hang on, wait, hang on, hang on. I might have to backtrack because cyborg, Ugh. cyborg might have been just like the window into it. But no matter what, you still have Cliff Steel, And if Cliff Steel is considered a failed attempt, uh, get the hell out of here. I don't need you and you bugging me about like bettering yourself when it's not going to help me. So get the fuck out of here. I don't need it's. Yeah, I saw it as like, don't bug me about that shit it's like a mobster tactic. There was, like, a, the scene in Goodfellas. Well, you busted my balls. He's busting his balls. That's shit. It's like Cliff busted his balls one too many times about the body, and they get, you know, they get into the car, and he, he said, does the piano wire he thing. He said, let's go take a walk. Yeah. You go for a walk it's, in it's the park. what that was. You didn't see that with, like, the character change as well? Like, Niles, him, like, going down there and, like, having, like, a one-on-one and, like, a... A real like father to father esque conversation, uh, where Cliff is actually genuine and Niles is just like agreeing and be like, Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for doing what you did. Like, no. When is that when is to that? To me, the 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 first the red flag that like I
1: had actually um kind of been like, Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Like I was yeah. like when he was like, I promise you, Cliff, I'll never ask you for another favor. And I said, now, why would you say it like that? Exactly. But I,
0: then I was like, eh, whatever. You know, that was weird. The, I mean, the, the red flag right there, it wasn't a favor. You, it, and it wasn't a threat. It was a bribe. I don't know. He he hung, the carrot on the string was the new body and, and just like, Cliff's wants Cliff's want to be normal or or whatever, uh, and Niles exploited that. He saw it, and was like, "Yep, I got to use that against him."
1: And part of me is just worried about the other ones now because I'm like, if he can get rid of Cliff, like, does he view the the rest of the Doom Patrol as threats to uh, getting Dorothy to wish things? Because like, Baby Doll got. Uh, Dorothy to wish for the count, candle maker. Is, is that what he's worried about now? Is he like, is he like, Oh, I don't want her to have any interaction with anyone ever again. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just so like, just so, uh, I don't think they've, the, the, why is not obvious. And, and I want to know why. And we all do. We <laughs> all, we all want to know why. Why'd you say, you know, why did you eject him into space? You fucking asshole. like, but, uh, you know, I, the other ones could be in jeopardy, especially Jane, um, maybe maybe Larry. Uh, but it's just one of those things where it's like uh, Now's Caller just doesn't want Dorothy to have any interaction because it's like making her wish things. You know, she, but she's so isolated that, she, you know, the only way she can grow is um, explosively. And that that involves candle maker, unfortunately.
0: Uh, it's like having a, uh, like, uh, what is it called when you're like a teenager and you don't experience things, so you act out. <laughs> a rebellious <laughs> phase. There you go. It's kind of like that.
1: A rebel phase.
0: Yeah. That's what Camelmaker is. He's uh, he's the Billy Idol of, of Dorothy. Yeah. Unless you were,
1: uh, unless you had your phase during the early 2000s, and it was called an emo phase. <laughs> that was a millennial joke. Anyways,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, now I was trying to. Figure oh, now out, you're like, sh- my, uh, now you're taking well, it seriously. Yeah. I was. Well, because my anger didn't come from my anger in the emo phase. Wasn't they didn't go together the hell does that mean <laughs> i don't know because like the acting out phase seems like it's like you're acting out out of anger towards your parents and not being able to do things and being confined yeah everyone's got that mixtape
1: you know you got a uh, you got green days american idiot on there you got uh <sighs> uh snow hail by uh, red hot chili peppers
0: you're ready to go yeah, that's on there Would that, you give me one more uh lincoln park Medi- I was I was fucking waiting for you to... I thought you were going to do three Linkin Park songs. You should have done three nah. Linkin Park songs. <laughs> didn't want to out yourself. <laughs> I didn't want to out myself. You got to have the <laughs> Linkin
1: Park Meteora on deck. You never know uh, when you need it.
0: You called me out first and foremost with the Green Day.
1: The 37 minutes of pure bliss is Linkin Park's Meteora.
0: That's a good album. That's a good, that's a, that's a, a good album. A phenomenal album. album. <laughs> um, I feel like I had one more thing yeah. before the complete end, but I can't, I can't remember what it was. Oh. Oh, let's, two more things. One of them's more is so much a comment. Uh, Going back to the beginning, something I, ju- I just missed, when the, um, when the pioneers of uh, the Uncharted first showed up and Niles was like, you know, like, oh, bad timing kind of shit. Like, the, him just, like, shrugging off <laughs> this awesome thing that's happening. One, your research vessel that you haven't had contact with in decades has come back miraculously, and your first thing is just like, yeah, tell him I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that, and I do enjoy... Uh, that side of Niles Calder where it is like the nonchalant, like can't be bothered with uh just the stupidity. Can't be bothered with whatever fuck shit blows on the doorstep because that's not uh furthering his agenda right yeah, now. Yeah. Very Niles Calder. Yeah. Um I, it was so good. Tell him I'm not here. Larry um begrudgingly Accepting all of that again because we haven't really got a lot. I mean, yeah, we we do get it, but in this season alone, for the majority, Larry has been aloof and doing his his arc with his family and whatnot. Um, But like he would here, it seemed like he was like reluctantly, like you know, you want me to tell him to leave? Like no, it's like oh, like he had to accept the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like he was the one that had to open the door and be like, come on, like, what is it now? Um, That was great. Um, and then the last thing, going back to the whole sitting down on the moon and just like having a conversation and thinking about whatnot, that idea is very, uh, I get very envious of that because I know that's not uh, a thing even if you do start sending people back up to the moon commercial or uh, non commercial or something like that, there's not going to be someone that has been training their entire life or what the fuck ever. That's just going to like, like zone out for a minute. Just be like, hang on, I got to sit down. Like a, like, like what, you know, like a smokers would do.
1: You don't think anyone's ever done that yet?
0: That's been on the moon. No. What do you mean? Hey, I no, don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. You don't think anyone. And hey, Buzz Aldrin, if I'm wrong, then please come punch me in the face.
1: You know, I don't know if they're allowed to report it, but I'm sure an astronaut who's been on the moon at some point has been just been like, like, "Hang on,
0: let me just like, like take a. Yeah, squat. Hey, hold on, let me just let me take it in. No, I think like the the gear would be too cumbersome to like get back up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they're running out of film reel, so you got to make it. Yeah, quick. exactly but like just that that i'm so envious and i hate that uh not hate that's a strong word and that's not the correct word that i want to use i love that idea and i love that concept what i don't enjoy is that i cannot experience that yeah but you know there's meta you know metaphorical ways that you could probably go about that but we're not here for that um the thing though when Valentina Vostok says to Larry, um, Beautiful name, by the way. I I loved everything about that character.
1: Yeah, great character.
0: Everything about that character. The demeanor she has towards the silly husk of her partners. Yeah. Which she didn't yeah. talk about. That was cool. Zap Little, and Specs. Oh, man. They're like just uh, <laughs> happy-go-lucky 1960s dialogue. Yeah. You busted my chops. Oh my god. Gravity, what it. a treat. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. We gotta do some work. We gotta find we gotta find gifs and audios. Uh hey, maybe this is what'll spark us into getting a soundboard. Anyway. No, when Valentina was saying to um uh Larry was that um like you should if you you know if you're into that kind of thing if you want to get back to it you should go back to space and take a look at everything like it's a different perspective and then cliff has that experience like that was great it's cool that larry did reject it and was like no if you're going to be a human we're going to do human things so like we're going on the family side let's turn the dial Yeah. To more f- let's turn the di- let's uh, sw- hey turn that tv on i think family matters is coming up womp. womp. Thank you. Um.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, it is one of those things where I'm like, ah. it would be kind of cool to see you fly though. Um, yeah, but I'm okay with it now. I mean that. I'm, I mean, that like, so... like a, it would be kind of cool to for this to be the start of you finding peace, with, yeah, with the negative spirit. I'd, yeah, you know, like. However, however that is like maybe maybe you'll do it differently than Vostic. Maybe you don't have to do it exactly like her, or mm-hmm. them. And it's maybe. like it's yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, it was almost kind of disappointing to hear Larry say like, "Well, as long as you're in a human body, you're going to be doing human things." It's like, isn't that uh, against the purpose of what
0: kind of but mission this is, is from yeah, kind of, but. This is coming from you and me who have more uh, exposure to that Rebus type of character and that character makeup. Mm -hmm. Now, see, like when it comes to me, that is negative man, like negative spirit inside a human body. Let's coexist as I'm the host body. You are some part of my subconscious and energy power that I can manipulate, but it exists inside me. It's like when Larry Trainer. When I think of Larry Trainer, I think of shell. You know what I mean? shell yeah. Shellfish getting hungry over here. <laughs> uh, like, like like that um, vessel versus Rebus, where it's uh you could have
1: you could have went with the Russian nesting dolls, but you didn't oh yeah, totally <laughs> he even had it in this episode He brought it back from the paul's uh farm uh estate uh house in the middle of nowhere,
0: one of those things in the of now of of what would classify what would classify it as a farm? Do you have to have like barn and silo? You've Gotta have one May- barn, maybe, one maybe pig, chicken coop? one cow, one oh. chicken. No. That's not what it like le- that's not what I'm writing down on like my W two, you know? Or <laughs> how do you how do you sign up for a farm? You gotta have at least one shovel, yeah.
1: one tractor, one John Deere hat.
0: Are you sure... Now this is like... You're just like reading off of the script from Deadwood. I'm not, not even reading anything. <laughs> no, I know, but that was the joke. You, can't was learn what, h- you, you sounded like a character from Deadwood.
1: You can't even learn how to read to get a farm.
0: Oh. Um, no, but like, so, <laughs> like, you know, they're... <laughs> try to bring it back. Um, but yeah, so like... Larry Trainer is definitely going the route of negative man um, and not a uh, symbiotic relationship. And with, not Revis. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, we still can get, you know, alien entity exploring that whole thing and, and whatnot, um, which is still fun. Again, like, I, it still goes back to Astronaut's daughter. Astronaut's daughter? Astronaut's wife.
1: No nope. uh, the sequel. Dracula's
0: daughter. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mark, that seems to be all that I had for this one. Uh a little long winded at the end. I apologize for the ranting and my uh pipe dream. Uh, idea of wanting to to sit on the moon and ha- have a conversation with you. Hey, that maybe that's what we should try doing. Do uh, let's we'll be the first podcast from the moon. Let's that would be moon. cool. I wonder what the first podcast on the moon is going to be like. It'll probably it's probably like some stupid loophole <laughs> where it's like uh, the well technically the radio signals being sent from there were. The first podcast. Shut up, man! Oh, right. I didn't even think about no. that. That's so cheap. This, is, this this is my show. It's called Mooncast. We're podcasting from the moon. It's the first moon podcast.
1: Brought to you by Ray Shadow Legends. Make sure to download. It's still going on. We're in uh, year three now. Oh, that's a destiny thing. Well, a- anything really. But, anyways, I'm I'm sure the first moon podcast is going to have a shit ton of uh, sponsors. So you got to listen to all that uh do you like listening to mooncast well uh wouldn't it be great if you slept on a mattress that felt like you were on the moon uh make sure to invest in tuft and needle uh and 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 get you get your
0: new mattress now ah. see so you're actually reading the ad copy that was the real thing you just did
1: <laughs> brought to you by raid shadow legends
0: and uh that's that's gonna be
1: it for today's episode of doom patrol radio thank you nate for trying to close it out and not make it long-winded but it still came out that way Um, if you guys enjoyed everything you heard today and want to help support us uh, we have a patreon with new episodes coming out and uh, it's only cost one dollar so please try to help support the the
0: show so we can keep on keep it on and And keep on uh, getting the show into space yeah let's
1: let's get this podcast into space baby uh, we also have merchandise on tpublic. dot com slash too old media. will include a link down below in whatever social media post this is in. But we're gonna be putting out stickers for the Doom Patrol uh, cover art that we did, the collage that we did. So. Definitely uh, help support us by buying a sticker or whatever kind of merchandise you want with the Doom Patrol logo or artwork on it, the Doom Patrol radio artwork.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and uh, speaking yeah, speaking of
0: artwork, if you this is one hundred percent serious, if you do commission artwork, shoot someone, shoot me a message because I got this is fun. Nate
1: wants to, Nate wants to commission you for artwork. So if you uh, if you want to support the show, then uh email us so that we can pay you instead to <laughs> make uh, uh work for us and, and it's I'm just sure me that... personally
0: it's just me personally, yeah. and I'll do the whole embezzlement thing where I'll use the show's money and we'll go to hey we'll go to court uh over all of it, and who knows maybe we'll we'll still be friends afterwards,
1: yeah, help us support us so we can support you uh and and then uh uh with with that all being said. Uh, DJ, please, please take it away.
0: Whoa! Ground Control Niles Calder! We've lost contact with your vessel, so something's gotta be wrong! We'll try again next time here on Duke Patrol Radio!